Welcome to another edition of the Tech Point Africa podcast. And today we have a, she's not exactly a guest, but she's new on the podcast. What? No, I'm not new. You, okay, I'm new. Well, what? Yeah, You've I'm been new. here before. <laughs> okay, hi guys, I'm Victor and today we have... Amalara. Okay, Amalara and I are going to be your hosts for today's edition of the Tech Point Africa podcast. And we have a lot of interesting things to talk about today. Um, last week on Twitter, there was a... Is it last week? It was last week, yeah. That yes. was the weekend. Yeah, so there was a trend about red flags. So basically, at first, it was about relationships, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was like a gender war of sorts. Yeah. Women were like, oh, these are the red flags. Men are like, oh, these are our own red flags. Um, but somehow, you know, we reached out to startup founders and asked them like, oh, yo, what's your red flag in an investor? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them said a lot of interesting things, you know. Um, for most of them, it was investors that don't have background knowledge. Um, for others, investors that wanted too much equity, you know. For others, they were like, oh, investors that showed some weird quirks. Um, so I remember the one that said, do you remember the one that said, oh, an investor that will go away for a very long time. Then come back, come back and say, oh, I want what's updates, the updates? You know? <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, again, I was telling somebody, I'm like, most of these things that people are call red flags, most of them are what some investors call due diligence. You know? Yeah, right. So it, it's like, where's the line between what's right and what you do not like, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really interesting conversation very interesting conversation and it's about old boundaries and you know understanding people's boundaries and understanding yes. what they hold there um talking about boundaries something happened with true color yeah so um true color and this is not the first time this is happening because um nita already they had some issues with nita okay so nita was like okay they are going to be filing them for um some things they did that they were breaching some information about nigerians using the app so this is not like the first time i mean it's not new per se yeah. that this guy is complaining that um that true color sent a message to someone, to people on his contact, interesting. which okay. is airtime or something like that. Yeah. So this is not like practically new because yeah. they've been under investigation with Ninda. And and he said the the act. So basically, he said the the thing made him lose a deal worth. What? Yeah. How much? Thirteen thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. So basically, <laughs> I mean, the sentence by the person is like, oh, this guy is not serious, yeah. right? And scraps the whole deal. Um, you know, one, when people give permission to apps on their phones, they don't know what these apps... Interestingly, okay. we do not read the terms and, terms and condition. Yes. That's like the problem. Yes. So if we had read the terms and condition, probably would have known that, okay, maybe at some point there'll be a pop-up right. for you to agree before sending, you know, um, an SMS notification to someone yeah. or something. But we do not read um, terms and condition. We just agree straight up. You're very correct. <laughs> You know, one other thing I've thought about, it's the fact that some of this app, like an app like TrueColor, is very mm-hmm. useful. Yeah. And most of them, if you don't give all these permissions, they won't operate, they won't work. Yeah, sure. So what do you do in this kind of case? Something I always wonder, you know, something I always, always wonder. But another thing is, aside, um, you know, trying to like allow permissions for it to operate well, another thing I think true color shouldn't allow permission for is um ability to allow them to see your videos or your photos okay. have you noticed that you have, I to, that I have to um give permission for them to view your photos and videos 
okay. allocation. Yeah. It allows that too. So this these are the things you have to confirm, confirm before you, um, you know, um, start using the app very well. So which, which, which brings you to the question, like an app for like TrueColor, what's his business with your photos and videos? I mean, they have no business with it, actually. But then they just seek permission. I don't know. Okay, interesting. <laughs> okay. Something has happened or is happening in Uganda, which I find very, very, very interesting. And I mean, some people are supporting it and every, you know, but like I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, so the Ugandan government basically mm -hmm. is asking telcos in the country to list on the yeah. Ugandan stock exchange. Yeah. I saw that. And it's making it compulsory for them, giving them a time limit because they want Ugandans to invest in these companies and own a part of it. What do you think about this? Well, according to the Ugandan government, they said it's to seek, um, it's to improve reputation for the um, Uganda Stock Exchange, Stock Security Exchange. I mean, that was what they said, going yeah. by the fact that they've never had a, a single um, IPO for the last six years. Yeah. So this is like a that. way to improve the reputation of the USA. Makes sense. Um, but like, is it, does it make sense to force these companies to do these things, like make it compulsory for them? Well, I don't think so. I mean, in my own opinion, I don't think it's, it's making sense for the country to force them, you know, to tell them to list their... What if I don't... What if I own this company and I don't want to list my stock? Yeah. 20% of my stock. What, what would be the punishment for me? Right. Like it's like you forcing me to do what I don't want to do because I'm operating in your country. This on, on the other hand, there's the case of the like the Ugandan government trying to fix the problem of um foreign exchange. Yeah, that was what they claim. Yes. And you know in Africa there's always capital flights, you know, companies come, mm -hmm. work, carry mm -hmm. the money, run away. I think that's their fair. That's the major fear. So <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just weird. I mean, I don't guess the part of forcing people, I don't know. Maybe they've tried and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay, so moving on from telcos in Uganda, telcos in Nigeria are wilding on the battlefield and Airtel is winning. So Airtel is winning supremacy in Nigeria's internal market. Can you imagine? Right. Beating MTN. Beating MTN, beating Glue, beating Nine Mobile. Don't even talk about Glue. <laughs> like, don't talk about Glue. Well, I don't know about the Glue slander <laughs> right now because I was supposed to be patriotic here. You understand? So Glue is the best. Ooh. <laughs> please. But yeah, please, Airtel please. is winning this. And like, I wonder why. Like, the numbers are so high, right? So so for the for the month of September, Airtel gained a total of 444,598 internet subscribers which is much higher than MTN 73,633. Mm -hmm. While Glow and Nile Mobile lost 155,000 and 156,000 res respectively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why is Etel winning this much? Well, I don't know actually, but I want to assume that it's because of the way their data um, payment is structured. Like oh, with, the cheap things. Yes, yeah, the cheap data. Nigerians like cheap. A wolf. We like a wolf. Please, we like a wolf. We are up for it any day, anytime. Glow has the cheaper data, but then their network is as slow as a snail. I don't use Glow, but people have come to complain. They've made so many complaints over time that Glow is very, very slow. You send your you send your message today, and the person is receiving it the next morning or something. So probably that's the more reason. I okay, no so you, are, you what you're saying is that, I mean, that because Glow has cheaper data, mm -hmm. you feel like that is not a... A, that's not a factor in Airtel winning. Well, I don't think so. 
Then it has to be something. What's the secret sauce? What's the secret ingredient? I have no idea. I don't <laughs> work in Netel. <laughs> okay, like, but it's it's really interesting because like they've been on the rise with um, internet subscriber numbers. Um, but yeah, which is it's really interesting actually. And yeah. let's just watch how it goes. For September, October, yeah, yeah, <laughs> September, October, November. Data was always interesting to watch mm-hmm. in Nigeria because, <laughs> like, they take unexpected turns. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about numbers, there is a case of a 15 hour stamp duty, which is oh god, yeah, Mara just rolled her eyes. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. So, last week I bought something and I was about paying, then the lady was like, You have to pay. So, so amount with, you have to pay your main amount with 15 era. So, I'm like, okay, what's the 15 era for? They're like, eh, bank charges, stamp duty, blah, blah, blah. If I had my way that day, God knows I'm just going to pay my cash straight up. Like, yeah. I'm just going to pay my cash. The money I had was not enough to buy what I, what I wanted to buy. So, there was no way I could actually pay for cash. The only option I had was just for me to pay using my ATM card, right? Yeah. So, I was so pissed. In that sense, because why should I pay 15 naira? What am I paying 15 naira for? Yeah. What am I paying 15 naira for? And delay just gave me one excuse of the other, blah, blah, blah. I just let it go there. Okay. But next time, trust me, I'm going to carry my cash around. So so basically, that means that this thing now that was um, brought about to check, you know, to encourage... Cashless policy, right? It's doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's just counterintuitive. It's, it's it's very interesting, you know, and and it it feels like a lot of policies that we have, a lot of government policies that are supposed to help innovation, and and mm-hmm. they, they they turn out to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder if these lawmakers, if whoever thought this up, didn't think it through properly. Or probably they were sleepy. Ash. I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, <laughs> it's 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 not nice, you know. It's not it's not nice because we. For a very long time in Nigeria, people pay lip service. The lawmakers, especially, pay lip service yeah. to the cashless economy, cashless yeah. systems. Yeah, but right. things like this, over time, somebody like you now that is saying, "Oh, you're not going to want no, to." No, pay no, 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 no. I'm not going to pay. And even before this cashless, um, before paying with um POS card, and yeah. stuff, she, when I go to a supermarket to get something, I don't like to pay using my card. I don't know, probably because I like to save my money. Yeah. But then I just like to have a round figure. In my account, if I want to have a round figure, probably like a 20 naira or 30 naira just to buy a time, you get. But yeah. I don't like to, you know, pay and my money is distorted. I have to start, you know. I money just, is scattered it, into yes, fragments yes. and then you have something 63 mm-hmm, naira and not mm-hmm. able to withdraw. I don't like that I at all. Pain, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like that. So I rather just pay in cash rather. Yeah. I rather just pay in cash than pay with my ATM card okay. and just move on. Dear lawmakers, we want well thought out regulations. Yeah. We That's what we really need. Um... About regulations still, mm-hmm. um, there's OPE. Um, so this past week, we discovered that OPE and other ride-hailing um, services. services in Lagos State have been going through hell, literally, with transport unions in Lagos. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting because these companies started up, you know, innovating on the existing Okada, mm-hmm. which is like, public motorcycles mm-hmm. and building models around them, apps, you know, security systems. And there has been talks of the government regulating them with a policy that works. But recently, it feels like the government has left that regulation, in quotes, to the unions, which are not an official arm of the government, you know, yeah. and they go about extorting these motorcycle on-demand companies 
um, go as far as beating their riders if they disagree to pay these unofficial tolls. Mm-hmm. And the government is not saying anything. Generally, aside um, motorcycle alien services, I think um, the government needs to do something about the NR- NURTW. Okay. Because what damn food drivers go through every day. Oh my God, oh my God. Like this morning, I was coming to work yeah. and they collected like, probably the guy paid like, three or four times before getting to our destination. Yeah. Like, I, that was where I even highlighted. I don't know where if he was still he, going. Like, yeah. if people were still going to collect money from him. And this is what they go through every day. That would make an average Nigerian or a average bus driver want to hike the prices, right? Very true. Because they are still going to pay multiple times. And I think this is what um, Ope is trying to do because they would have to pay these guys too, right? Yes. They pay these guys too. And yes. they can't be at loss. This is business we're talking about. So... A source that didn't want to be named told us that um, the government knows about all this, you know, and they're not doing anything about it because they are allegedly benefiting from it, that the unions pay them. And I'm like, Do you know how much these guys make every day? Estimates put it as... So one estimate in 2015 puts it at 4 billion naira per month. A month, you can imagine. That's a few million dollars, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, 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 it's saddening, it's saddening because, like, you wouldn't expect this in a state like Lagos that says it's an, a good environment for attracting innovation and businesses. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a very disheartening thing. Well, let's hope that OP, you know, gets it right and they're able to overcome this storm. There's no, is there any overcoming in here? Like, this is not, is this on OP or the government? You know? Um, but yeah, I, I feel like things like this are going to affect innovation because these people are trying to regularize motorcycles, yeah. as we know, the motorcycle yeah. on demand, yeah. you know, yeah. provide economic benefits for people, citizens, employment, mm-hmm. you know, make mm-hmm. things regular. Mm-hmm. And things like this are basically going to hurt them, chase them out Definitely. of the market. Definitely. You know? um, what, do you, what do you think about this? You know, what do you people think about this? Um, development, um, how do you think it's going to affect motorcycle and demand in Lagos and Nigeria? Because Lagos is their choice location in yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. Um, you know? So if you listen to this, you can share your thoughts with us via our Twitter handle, techpoint.ng, using the hashtag techpointafricapodcast. Or you can send direct feedbacks to our email, podcast at techpoint.africa. Um, yes, we want to hear what you think. Amolara and I want to hear what you think. Yeah, we do. Until we, until I and Omolara hopefully comes your way. I'm coming here next week. Amen, amen, amen. amen. <laughs> we'll see you again same time next week, Friday, by 8 a.m. Um, so, yes, you can get the Tech Point Africa podcast on NPR, um, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get good podcasts from. I remain Omo. I want to say yeah, I remain Omolara. <laughs> My name is Victor. <laughs> Jesus. My name is Christ. Victor. <laughs> Okay. My name is Omolara. Okay, see you again next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.